Hello and welcome to the Cambridge Chat, bringing you city updates, local news, and upcoming community events and activities. This program is brought to you by Community Connections Network, connecting communities anytime, anywhere. I'm your co-host, Todd Streeter, and thank you for tuning into our show. And now I want to introduce our show hosts, Linda Wolf, City Administrator, and Evan Vogel, Assistant City Administrator, City of Cambridge. Well, Todd, are you able to hear me? I am. You're coming in loud and clear. Perfect. We are here for our uh, Linda's Farewell Podcast, our special um, first try at an evening kind of call-in style podcast. Hopefully we're able to get some some guests. And uh, it looks like we've got Mayor Jim Godfrey with us to to co-host the uh, festivities today. Jim, are you there? Oh, yeah, I hear you pretty well, so. Perfect. And it looks like we are still waiting for Linda to join us. Yep, she so should be here momentarily. <laughs> I said, wouldn't that just be perfect if uh, we're doing a, a show or interviewing Linda and Linda has got technical difficulty or something? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, who, who would like to play the part of Linda if that happened? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Linda play the part of Linda. She just oh. entered the studio. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anybody better for the role. Linda, are you with us? Our guest of honor this evening. I am with you. So, Wonderful. you know, the Academy Awards were on Sunday. I just came up with this weird question based on what just happened. So, since the Academy Awards just happened on Sunday, when they do the biopic of your life, who do you want to play you, Linda? Whoa. Oh, wow, Meryl Streep. Who else? Oh, Meryl's a great answer. Choice. Great answer. You know what? I want Meryl right. Streep you know, to play she, me too. You know, I think I want Meryl Streep to play me also. She has a great range. <laughs> I think it. a thirty-year-old might be a little challenging, but you know, I, I bet she could do it, or at least give it a good try. I, I think she could. Are you sure you wouldn't want James Franco? No. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my character. <laughs> it says I, you like to live on the edge a little bit and be fun. Yeah, I do. I do try. I I'm going to re- revise my answer here. Definitely George Clooney, since my wife really has a, a crush on him. So okay. I think most guys would like there to be George go. Clooney, actually. So yeah. I think. I think. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know that I have a great answer for that. I guess it, one of my favorite actors and some of his more recent stuff is Tom Hardy. So that's that's who I'll go with. Oh, he is excellent. Yeah. Yes, he is. So here we are with our Linda's Farewell podcast, and we've got our, our guest of honor with us. So I guess simply put, Linda, you've you've been with the city of Cambridge now for 15 years or close to 15 years at a minimum. Um, mm-hmm. And here we are to kind of talk about that and road that led you here and uh, kind of how everything has gone since you've been here. So First off, we've had the privilege of listening to you host this podcast for about the last six weeks, eight weeks, something in, in that range. Now you're on as the special guest for the show. Could you introduce yourself a little bit? Certainly. I am Linda Wolf, retired city administrator. No, <laughs> actually not quite yet, <laughs> but, but close. My last day is uh, Monday, May 3rd. And uh, as Evan has said, I've had the joy of working for the city of Cambridge for almost the past 15 years. Uh, before that, I was administrator for city of Pine City for uh, five in uh, Goodhue County. I was a special projects coordinator 
Uh, I work for the city of Red Wing, and I worked for the League of Minnesota Cities for 15 years as well. So I've had kind of a very well-rounded career. But I have to say, working at the city of Cambridge has absolutely been the pinnacle of my career and the job I have absolutely enjoyed the most. How do you follow that one, huh? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, I I was hoping Jim would follow that one. I'm having a little technical (laughs) difficulty. Can you hear me? We can. No, we can hear you. Okay, there we go. Um, I had Star Wars playing in my ears, the theme from Star Wars, for some reason, and I couldn't get out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I couldn't hear what Linda said. So, Linda, I hope it was a great answer, because I have no idea what you said, um, unless it was a Darth Vader imitation. But my question for you is, uh, in general, people out there might not know, what is a city administrator? What have you been doing for 15 years? Well, you know, that's really an interesting question because a city administrator really is a combination of, I would say, emotional counselor uh, to help our, you know, police and firefighters through some, you know, crisis situations and just being able to listen to them and uh, help understand what they need, uh, like a juggler, uh, because you're constantly juggling priority balls in the air and you want to make sure that no priority drops. You're a mediator. Uh When council is debating policy, there are people on both sides of the question. And, you know, your job as mediator is to try to come up with the best solution for all. Those are some of the the fundamental parts of my job. I think you also have to be a forecaster because you have to understand where the community is now and where you want a community to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and, you know, as we all know, local government does not move fast. And there's many times it takes us, you know, three to five years to get a project going. You know, Highway 95, we've been working on ever since I came in 2007. And, you know, we, we've gotten some funding and now we're hoping to get some from the stimulus bill. But, you know, you got to you have to have your prognosticators hat on as well. And you also need to be a humorist because I think with humor, you can um, kind of dissolve some conflict and uh, actually get people to a point where they can talk about the issue. You know, you have to figure out what the base of the issue is and then how you can build consensus. So that's kind of really what a city administrator does. Um, I've also been a dog catcher, um, (laughs) a computer IT specialist. Uh, it's been been interesting. Anybody thinking about going into city administration as a career, I can honestly tell you it is different every day and it is rarely ever boring. Yeah, there are about 15 different directions we could go from from that answer. You talked a lot about the variety that comes with the job. What made you choose city government? Your career is so heavily oriented towards cities and city governance. Uh, as opposed to, say, county, state, or federal? Yeah. You know, city government is where I really feel that rubber meets the road. We can do police, fire, and have a daily impact on people's lives by making it better, working on affordable housing, keeping people safe, making sure that we have good transportation, great park system. So there is such a wide variety. Um, At the county level, you focus a lot on um, health and human services, which really isn't bad. Um, and court administration and, you know, operating a jail. And it's not really a great positive way to touch people. And I feel the state is just, you know, so, so distant, you know, people really can't connect to the state of Minnesota. 
um, you know, our legislature does try to do a good job about, you know, having public access to meetings and agendas and stuff. But people really don't rarely know who their legislators are and kind of what the state is doing. So I really feel like local government is the place where I could serve and make the best impact. My dad grew up being a very strong Democrat. Uh, He worked for 3M as a union steward. And when I was really young, one of my really first great impressions of politics was sitting on his lap as he was watching Hubert Humphrey give a speech at a Democratic National Convention. And that memory is still like super vivid today. And I think it's really one of the reasons that I resonate so strong with public service. Yeah, I I think just from a personal lens, I can share that that a lot of that is what, what attracts me to the role in the style of governance as well is that that ability to have a direct impact you know participation in in local government is down again uh, amongst millennials and and younger and i think it's somewhat because maybe they they don't always get to see the practical side of that one minute you're working with planning zoning and building and figuring out how stormwater runoff could affect a, a community and then in the other you need to make sure you've got uh, proper police staffing and, and everything like that. So certainly understand that feeling. I mean, it, it's a great feeling to have that. And um, I was just seeing that Joe Morin entered the live studio. And uh, Joe, if you want to push number four, call in, uh, then you could be uh, live. So go ahead with your question, Jim. I was going to say, you're talking about the how, where the rubber meets the road. So what do you, where do you think the biggest accomplishments are where you had the rubber hit the road while you're working for the city of Cambridge? You know, I think one of the things that I have been the proudest of is that we were able to get the library funded and uh, remodel an existing building that was already off the tax rolls. So we didn't take additional property off the tax rolls to build the library. And we were able to really build a state-of-the-art library in a great space, um, which is connected to downtown and highly visible on Highway 95. Um, for me, that is that that's been a great accomplishment because that is also something we worked on for you know four to six years to make it come to fruition. You know, the other things that I'm really super proud of, but I don't think uh, people will never see it, is developing our emergency management backbone. I can honestly say that if a tornado or windstorm or some type of Uh, train derailment or natural disaster comes through. Our staff are super well trained and we people understand their positions and we're going to be able to respond to the community so that the community can heal faster and having a community heal fast is one of the strengths of our local government organization. So that's something that I am super proud of. Not a lot of people are ever really going to see it. I hope, because I hope we always too, yeah. never we always hope that there, <laughs> we we hope that we never have that type of disaster. But you know, we've practiced for school shootings, we've practiced for train derailments, we've practiced for water contamination, tornadoes, uh, all sorts of chemical releases, so that when that does happen, we don't have to second guess what we're going to do. We know what we're going to do, and we've already trained for it. So those are one of those behind-the-scene things that I personally am very proud of, proud of and very proud of our staff. And the council, too, because I think you've done a good job making sure that the council are aware of their roles and duties if something un, uh, unfortunate were to happen like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and it's never a one person job. It is truly a team and community really helps with that. And that's, you know, we did, we did our long-term recovery committee and for our long-term recovery committee, I mean, we're really grateful to have, you know, people from our churches, Salvation Army, New Pathways. Uh, we have uh, Brian Boss from the construction site on there. Uh, so we can help people, you know, process claims um, if, if we have a a a big disaster and we need to help people get on their feet and get some funding. We have some funding and a framework all set up for donations uh, through our long-term recovery fund. And I think that's something that really is, will benefit the community if a disaster ever happens. And again, knock on wood, we hope that that never does happen, but I really think we're well prepared for it. So kind of at the end of the day, what I'm, what I'm hearing here is, emergency management and uh, day-to-day emergency services, community development, sound financial policy. It's got to be a pretty easy job, huh? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So without a doubt, uh, you have faced a number of challenges in your time with the city. And while uh, the ability to make such a positive impact exists and that. Obviously, the the real goal, uh, that that doesn't come without hurdles. Could you talk about one of or some of the challenges that you face and in in the position and what you did to try and and overcome that? Taxes. Taxes are always rough. And, you know, Cambridge uh, has a higher tax rate than our neighboring communities. But, you know, we keep up on our road projects and we've built our water and wastewater infrastructure. Um, You know, we have our parks. And so one of the things that I always struggle with the most is how do we spend our tax dollars the absolute wisest ways so we can invest in our community and be able to provide services and grow? And the other side of that is people just don't like taxes, right? I mean, who likes to pay their taxes and they don't feel like they get a great value for that? So I think for me, that has been one of the biggest challenges is just trying to educate our community where their tax dollars are spent and why council is trying to make good strategic choices for where to invest tax dollars. And I know you did the, you guys did the show today on the budget and I really appreciate that. But I, I do I really do wish that more citizens would get involved in, in our budget and budgeting so they can really understand, you know, why decisions are made that as you know, as you know, Jim, it's, it's a very thoughtful, detailed process. Yeah, we spend the, uh, uh, you know, uh, like Caroline said, it's like a marathon. We start in February before we come up with the final budget for the next year. So easily 11 months of detailed thought and work have gone into it before we talk about the budget for the following year. So um, then roll it out to mm-hmm. the public. And it's always that balance. Yeah, absolutely. To try to give people the best bang for their buck with and, uh, you know, so be efficient with their tax dollars, but also uh, supply safety and clean water and safe roads and, you know, all those things that just cost money to do. So you got to plan ahead. You know, I Absolutely. see that we've got a couple people listening to our show, and I think we've got Joe uh, Morin, who's kind of teed up, if he wants to chime in and offer any comments. You assume I know how to work this. Oh, it I appears that you, you do. Oh, all right. <laughs> Step on up. <laughs> All right. It must have worked. Um, it's like magic. Yeah. 
you know, I've known Linda for a, a long time. Myself and, you know, Bob Shogren are probably the longest tenured people there. Yeah, I was on there almost 14 years on and off. You know, I've seen Linda in her happy days all the way to her spitting fire days. And <laughs> and there's, there's one thing that will always put a smile on her face. Um, and it's it's, it's a, a, a word that starts with Z. And she knows what I'm going to say, I bet. It's her, it's her nephew, Xander. Absolutely. I was thinking of what is one thing that sticks out in my mind I've been on through three city administrators. And one thing that Linda did, well, two things she did really well. One thing is, is that she went out and talked to all the business owners in town. And everybody remembers it. She listened. I know Linda, she hates coffee, but she can nurse a cup of coffee. And um, (laughs) she talked with everybody. The other thing that really sticks in my mind about her is that she worked really hard and was very successful at building a cohesive city council. I see some of our neighbors that are in chaos, and we're not like that. I think Jim would back me up and say, we have our disagreements. We, we, we don't agree 100% of the time, at least when I was on the council, but we always respected each other and at the end of the day, we all walked the same line because it was the best for the city. And I think it's one of the great things uh, Linda did for the city is building the cohesiveness. And I wish other cities would have that. It would make life much easier. Yeah, I just want to echo, you know, it's like even if we have a 3-2 vote, the two people who voted against the other three are not out to get them. Okay, well, that was a decision of the group, so now we will support that decision and make it work to the best of our ability. And I don't think that's fairly common in government lately, where um, the side that is in the minority of a vote, and it doesn't happen all that often for us, but, you know, we do have those split votes, and the people who are on the losing side of that vote, you know, get right in line, and how can we help? So I, I really appreciate that she has spent time creating that environment where it can be successful like that. Yeah, and I think that's where we're, Cambridge is really blessed because everybody wants to be part of the team. Nobody wants to be the standout. They all want to work really hard together for the community. And, you know, that starts from the council and from administration all the way through. And so I really applaud the council for, you know, will, being willing to work together and talk through differences in a positive, constructive way. I'm not sure who PBG14210 is, but if they would like to chime in, they can certainly hit number five call in and be part of us. <laughs> yeah, just click on the gray circle button and you can enter the room. They they sure do. And and Linda, would uh, would I be correct in assuming that W. Wolf might be William if he wanted to jump in? W. Wolf would be William Wolf, and uh, he is welcome to jump in. One of the fun things about William is uh, he has volunteered many different hours at the city of Cambridge. Some would call it forced labor, but <laughs> yeah. I was say it's time to talk about ethics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, w- William. <laughs> 
William has loved volunteering for the Snowflake Parade. That's one of the fun things that you get to do as an administrator is uh, we represent the city at the Snowflake Parade and we help check floats in and get them to the correct rows. So William has always been great about about helping with that and um, helping represent the community well. I appreciate William. And, uh, and Tony, my husband, Tony, you know, this year we'll be married for 40 years. Wow. Congratulations. um, We're really looking, (laughs) we're really looking forward to doing some traveling and and just being retired together. Looks like William is in the room. I heard my name summoned. I I guess I might as well say hi. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your favorite memory of, uh, volunteering in Cambridge, William? That, that depends. Are we talking volunteered or voluntold? <laughs> Both. We're talking Both. volunteered, honey. parades. <laughs> 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 it was just always a great time. I got to help out and help my wonderful mother, and we always had a good time at the end, whether or not it uh, was cold or not. Usually, it was cold. Very cold. I suppose it is Minnesota. We got to go to the bakery for hot chocolate, or uh, we stopped at Cambridge Bar and Grill for a burger. So those are always fun, fun things after you're you're voluntold. So, <laughs> <laughs> any other questions that you have for me, Evan or Jim and Joe? I really appreciate you coming on and joining us tonight. Yeah, we're about halfway so- there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, a question uh, I have for you here. You're talking about all those things that you did. So what are you going to miss most, other than me, of course, what are you going to miss most about working with the city? You know, honest to gosh, Jim, it it is the people. Um, We have just an amazing staff, and we have a bunch of amazing residents that, you know, step up and volunteer and make things happen in the community. So I'm really, I really, really am going to miss the people and like helping plan customer appreciation and 4th of July fireworks and the snowflake parade, because those are things that really help build community and ways, you know, that the community gets involved. I love customer appreciation when you're downtown and we're cooking up the brats and hot dogs and you see 5,000 people downtown uh, with the car show and, uh, uh, you know, I've walked up the ladder truck and looked out over the crowd and have taken some pictures. And that's really, really amazing. And for me, that is the heart of community. So those are really the things that I'm I'm going to miss the most. I think I'm also, you know, I know that people are going to say, what? I'm also going to miss council meetings. Um, what? You know, because real great. <laughs> yeah, I know. But real great governance happens there. It, you know, and I think people miss out when they don't participate and 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 listen. So, because our council has always been in you know, a good, solid council, you know, the ability to discuss through issues and seeing other perspectives, I personally appreciate that. I think you hit the nail on the head there. I, I've been impressed with that, and that's such a great phrasing of that. I've been so impressed with that since I've started. You, you mentioned governance, and you know, it's at that federal level. You know, there's a lot of finger pointing and. Not a lot of legislating all the time. And council, they're human beings, then they act like human beings up there. And it's so impressive to watch that sometimes there's hard votes to cast. And sometimes there's really, really fun votes to cast in the conversation that surrounds both. I, I enjoy council meetings as well. I sure I share that with you. Linda, I have a question. If you had like a magic wand, uh, what would you have used it on for Cambridge? Watch it. 
Um, if I had a magic wand for Cambridge, uh, I, I would have, um, and I know that this is probably going to be unpopular and start a lot of conversation again, but if I had a magic wand and money was no object, I would have loved to have done like a YMCA with a pool and and an outdoor splash pad. You know, that would be a great, huge community asset. But boy, they're, you know, at the cost of $10 million plus annual annual operating costs, that's just one tough nut to crack for YMCA. If, if I was a genie and I had three wishes, that would be wish number one. Wish number two would be have fixed Highway 95 to four lanes in both directions through the bridge. And the third would be making sure that we had plenty of land available for housing developments and growth. Mm-hmm. And that magic word, mm-hmm. annexation. <laughs> Is Bob here? Hi. <laughs> Representing. <laughs> you mentioned that you're going to be doing some traveling. What are you going to be doing as you go towards retirement here? And what are you looking forward to most about retirement? You know, the, the first five or six months, Tony and I are just going to chill and travel, and, and and that will be, you know, fun and relaxing. Um, I'm going to work on getting my certificate for substitute teaching. Uh, there's a real need for substitute teachers in our area right now. And then uh, after COVID dies down a little bit, I am going to hopefully join the Peace Corps and do a stint in the Peace Corps. Uh, trying to help with community building or economic development. So those are the things that I'm really looking forward to uh, the most. And just being able to spend time with, I have wonderful great nieces and nephews, Xander and Augie and Cash. And, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're just three really, really wonderful boys. It's great to spend time with them. And then um, Emily's kids, Emily and Jason's kids are so cool. They're fun, you know, so creative. Looking forward to being the aunt that spoils them, returns them back home tired and cranky. (laughs) So, yeah, so Julia and Theo, you know, never have had Captain Crunch. And I'm going to be the aunt that gives them Captain Crunch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Captain (laughs) Crunch is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, I see a few other people have entered our studio, so if there's any one of you out there listening who would like to chime in and participate and join the conversation, you can certainly do so by just clicking on one of the gray circles that would be on your phone screen. You've been talking Mm -hmm. about mentoring, and you mentored me and you mentored a a lot of people over these 15 years into the roles and and help them uh, ease into the jobs that they're taking on. So we have... um, um, Evan, our new assistant city administrator, you've been mentoring for the last few months. As I've said, he's been drinking from a fire hose here as we're trying to teach all this yeah. stuff to him. So uh, other than like, you know, pieces of information and so on that he has to know, what advice would you give Evan as he's now on Monday becoming the city administrator and setting aside the assistant term uh, to somebody else? Absolutely. Maintain your sense of humor. That's the most important part. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. But if you can handle things with a sense of humor and a sense of grace, you're going to do amazing. See, and I thought for sure you're going to tell him to do whatever the mayor says to do. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> he says selfishly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, and Evan, Evan's got this. Evan is wonderful, creative thinker. He has community at his heart as well as I did. And I, I think Evan is going to be wildly successful. And I really look forward to having him carry on the mantle and uh, help counsel guide strategic investments. Uh, there's a really exciting time ahead. Yeah. Amen. It, it sure seems like there is some, some excitement to come and you know, I, I feel like you can't define a word with that word, but exciting is the only word that comes to mind. I guess before we get to the wrap-up portion, I guess I, I just wanted to share a, a very sincere thank you to you, Linda. I know I've said it before. I'll say it again. I wish that I had the opportunity to learn from you for an, another good chunk of time here. I, I feel like I've learned a lot in the past six, seven months and appreciate so much the, the things that you have taught me and how you've kind of taken me under your wing. And it, it is much appreciated. And hopefully you'll still take my calls going forward. Uh, you know, the three or four times a day calls uh, to say, hey, Linda, what do you think about? And then something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll call, call anytime. Even though I'm retired, my heart still resides in Cambridge. And I just want to see Cambridge thrive. Linda did leave Evan a Class A staff. I think the city staff is mm-hmm. outstanding, and Linda set it up really well. You know, lean, lean on your staff if you have to, and, you know, they're a wealth of information, and all you got to do is ask. I think Linda did a good job there. I think you're right about that, Joe. Mm-hmm. In the six or seven months I've been there, I have uh, been consistently impressed with the, the staff around me and everything to that effect. I'd like to chime in here, too, just for a moment. I just want to thank Linda for all of the wonderful work and leadership you did when the Minnesota design team came and visited Cambridge. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a wonderful opportunity to see not just how MDT does their three days of weekend work, but really learn more about how cities evolve more so than my previous civic experience. So uh, tremendous leadership on that. And then again, of course, it was a great to work with you and all of the downtown uh, group with the downtown revitalization that we took on for about six months there. So uh, that was a wonderful experience. And then again, to cap it off uh, eight weeks of podcast shows, I just want to say thank you very much for for all of the dedication to Cambridge and the pleasure of working with you through all this. I appreciate that very much. You know, we're still working on Minnesota design team recommendations, even still now, Todd. For example, for the last two summers, uh, we've uh, had outside dining on 2nd Avenue uh, between Main Street and Adams. And if you recall, one of the the recommendations from the design team was to close off a street downtown and maybe create kind of a plaza concept. Yep. And so by having having that outdoor dining out there kind of gives us that, but then we can open it back up again in the winter. And Bob Shogren at our last council meeting had said that he would like to kind of talk more about uh, creating a plaza-like place on second and maybe, you know, maybe doing something more permanent there. I remember that as a recommendation from the Minnesota design team visit. And I, I think that uh, that's a great, great thing. Well, and the other topic, of course, during that weekend was the the library. 
I remember I was on stage during the presentation, you were in the chair, and I confirmed with you about the number of people who were visiting the library on a daily basis. I don't know if you'd remember that, but yes. it was uh, it was a great experience for me. And I'm so, so glad that the library is, is doing what it's doing, the new, new facility. And so congratulations on that. Well, thanks. So do you want to hear the one thing that sticks out the most in my mind uh, that is a fairly funny thing? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So I remember one day I'm sitting in my office, which is in the back of City Hall, and all of a sudden I hear this cat just howling, right? It definitely sounded like a feral cat. So I walked up front and I'm like, what is going on? Who has a feral cat at City Hall? Well, our animal control officer decided decided to resign. And the way she resigned was she left her resignation note inside a animal cage that had a feral cat in it. (laughs) 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 So so our, our police department, you know, kindly took care of that. But that is one that is just one thing I thought that was a very creative way to resign the position and something that I will never, ever forget. And wait a second, we don't, uh, we shouldn't be looking for a feral cat on Monday in your office, shall we? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> it's there already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evan, are you excited to uh, move into your new role here starting next week? I got to say, I'm, I've got a little heartburn here, and it's because I just had a great line to follow that up, and I was on mute for it. And now the timing is gone, and I'm upset about it. And I just want you all to share in my feelings a little bit. Um, no, yes, I, I am very excited, and, and I mean that to, to my core. I worked for the state for six and a half years. I worked for the Attorney General's office, and, and I'm very proud of that work. I, I t- worked largely in finance and mortgage issues, and I helped people stay in their homes, and I helped people hold on to money when they were being levied or garnished, and I felt that that was important, but I felt that it was all reactive. And something that I desperately wanted was the ability to be proactive about the work that I could do. I'm, I'm creative, and I'm energetic, and um, when you're always reacting, uh, it can take it out of you a little bit. and so. Um, I knew I had a passion about local government from from an internship with the Association of Minnesota Counties, so I got my master's in public administration while working at the attorney general's office, and this opportunity came came up, and it was just too good to pass up. So more practically than that, I'm so consistently impressed with the the active community and the, the knowledgeable staff and the cohesive council that it is more than exciting. It's a dream job for me and a a dream place to be. So uh, my wife and I are preparing to close on a house here coming up in the end of May and we are excited to make our home in in the area and hopefully we can do, I'd say, two-thirds as good as Linda. I'd be happy with that and hopefully Jim would be too. (laughs) Perfection, that's uh, that's all we seek. Yeah, well, two-thirds of perfection. (laughs) (laughs) And give you 30 days to do it, Evan. (laughs) Well, I'm going to back out of the closing. (laughs) Uh, It'll be grand. It'll be good. Well, Linda, do you have any final words? Jim, do you have any final words for us here? No, I just want to, you know, we have a a private uh, send-off in the fire hall for you on Monday, and uh, we have a number of people who are going to come and sing your graves there. But I do want to publicly hear on the podcast and 
on the recording for all time. Thank you for all your years of service on behalf of everybody in the city. What you've done is, is allowed us to become this regional hub that we are slowly growing into, but yet you were able to help us maintain that small town feel. And uh, everybody talks about how great Cambridge is in that small town feel, but yet we have the uh, the amenities and the businesses that of a medium-sized city. So uh, kudos to all that, because that could not have been easy to engineer over 15 years. So thanks again. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And again, you know, um, I felt like just the conductor kind of orchestrating all of the staff and working with council. I firmly believe that it takes a team. It takes a strong village to create that feeling. I can honestly say that I was blessed beyond belief being able to work for Cambridge and leave my heart and soul out on the table to make Cambridge the best community. And you'll forever rest in my heart as my favorite, favorite, favorite job. And it really wasn't a job. It was more of a calling and a gift. I really appreciate the opportunity to have served Cambridge for all this time. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your faith in me to provide, you know, um, help provide leadership for the community. I, I am blessed. Thank you. Thank you. You want to take us out, Todd? Be glad to. Thank you for listening and attending today's program. And again, we wish you well, Linda. Thank you. You can listen to today's program and past shows on the City of Cambridge website at ci.cambridge.mn.us, on your Podbean app, and on other popular podcast directories. We'd love to hear from you, so please visit the Cambridge website and leave your questions, comments, and suggestions. To receive notifications of upcoming shows, simply subscribe on the Podbean app or on the city's website. And if you have a moment, offer a review and rate our show. A five would be great. And don't forget to follow our show and share today's program with others. We want as many listeners like you to truly make this show your show, dedicated to engaging conversation with civic leaders and community members like you. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.